Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 24 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The goal of the podcast is to discuss different health topics that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the Optimal You. If you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I have a special offer for you as a gift for taking the time to listen. Today's guest is Trisha Fenner, nurse practitioner and founder of Minot Health Clinic. Uh, before we start a visit with Trisha, I, let, I need to let the listeners know that uh, this podcast provides general information and a discussion about a health and health-related subjects. The information provided in this podcast is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. A little background on our guest. Uh, Trisha is a North Dakota native who gained her education through the University of Mary in Bismarck to become a nurse practitioner. With her acute awareness of the Minot community, Trisha saw a growing need for healthcare and knew she had to open her own practice. Her aim was to create a clinic that would provide professional medical care with a personal touch. Trisha and her staff are committed to bringing the community of Minot quality health solutions while building a relationship with the clients to help them live the healthiest lives possible. Um, just as a sidebar, this is Trisha's second time on the podcast. She was on episode two in the infancy of the podcast, and we visited about uh, chronic inflammatory response syndrome. So uh, that's kind of a brief bio, Tricia. Do you want to fill in anything else? Any updates to that? What's going on at Minot Health Clinic? Um, I guess not. Um, nothing else, I guess, from the bio part of it. But um, there's a lot of new stuff here at Minot Health Clinic with, uh, you know, the hyperbaric that we're going to talk about today, red light therapy. So I guess we can kind of dive into that and get some of these burning questions answered yep. and let everybody know the why it's so important. Yeah. So this, how long have you been doing the hyperbaric um, oxygen and how did you get introduced to that treatment? So we've been doing it now about a year. So okay. we got our first chamber, I believe the end of May of last year. And so I, I want to say maybe June, June 11th of last year was, I believe our first patient maybe, but so yeah, we've been doing it a year now. Um, we now have three chambers here in the clinic. So we have definitely grown and it's it's just been fun to see patients' lives change and symptoms improve and you know, patients getting the, their life back to something that they never realized that they could before. And you know, I, I started it um, because I initially I had a patient who I couldn't I couldn't get better. And she was very complex. And typically when patients follow my recommendations, we can see some pretty good improvement. And for her, nothing, just nothing. And um, she had actually went to Fargo and did some hyperbaric dives and actually felt like that made a difference for her. So, so I thought, Hey, this might be something that I could help her with. So um, I was at a conference in Nashville earlier last year and, you know, seen them there and, and decided to take the plunge and let's get one here. And I, I can say it's been the best decision that I've had because I mean, when you can help a patient change their life, improve their functionality, you know, improve their quality of life. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than 
than that when as people get older they don't expect to feel younger sure. and the fact that we can do that for a lot of patients is it, it's it's my new passion absolutely wow. well that's that's going to bring that's going to easily transition to the next question how, what is hyperbaric oxygen what does it do how does it affect the body so as we normally as you and i breathe you know just sitting here right now um we breathe in and our oxygen gets attached to our red blood cells mm -hmm. So if we think of our little red blood cells as donuts in our system, and we have these donuts that are coming along the highway of all our vasculature. And when we have, you know, injury, we have swelling, we have scar tissue, we have broken capillaries, we have chronic inflammation, we have all this damage that we've either had to our body or we've done to ourselves. And when we think about these balls in our, like these little donuts in our system, trying to come down the highway, and when you have all this damaged area, those little donuts can't always get through the clogged up areas. So now we're not getting the oxygen delivery to the other side of the body and to the rest of the body that we need to. So now we're going to have, you know, decreased blood supply, which is going to, you know, make our body downregulate how it wants to, how it wants to function because somebody's not doing their part. So now we have to kind of compensate. So when it comes to hyperbaric, um, it's the pressure of hyperbaric that makes all the changes because when you're in that chamber, that pressure is going to dissolve oxygen into our liquid portion of the blood. And as we know, water or liquid can go through any little nook and cranny that either we want it to or don't want it to. So now we have this super saturated liquid, which is known as plasma, super saturated with oxygen. So now as it's, as it's going down this, you know, the highways of all the, um, vasculature in our system, it can get through those maybe narrowed, inflamed, um, and it can get oxygen delivered to areas that it couldn't necessarily get before. So now we can get, you know, repair, um, regeneration, um, just health back to those tissues that are desperately needing it. So what is, what is um, you know, we look down at the cellular level of this. So what does the added oxygen do to that tissue to, to help, um, help it regenerate or restore, restore it back to normal. So, I mean, between, you know, increasing the, like the mitochondrial um, function of our, just our general cells to help produce more energy. So our mitochondria are the powerhouse of our cells. So it's going to help with, um, you know, building more, building more mitochondria and also allowing our mitochondria to produce more um, of our energy, our fuel sources, which is called ATP. So we're going to get more from the mitochondria standpoint, um, it's going to help with, you know, stem cell production, uh, natural antibiotic um, properties, immune system function. Um, it's going to squash out a ton of inflammation and it's just going to help people feel so much better. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So you've, you've been doing this now for a little over a year. Um, what what type of conditions, or I know we'll we'll talk a little bit about FDA approval and and what conditions are it, it's approved for, but what what's a typical condition that you're going to see a patient want to want to be using HBOT? Oh, I mean, we've had patients here, you know, whether it's um just overall energy, headaches, joint pain, um, Parkinson's, uh post-stroke, neuropathy, post-surgical, pre-surgical, COVID brain fog, um, some kidney function abnormalities, 
trying to think other um, some of the other bigger things that we've seen. Interesting. I would say those are probably the there's, yeah. There's um kind of more talk that that I'm hearing in groups that I'm associated with. Um, looking at just this whole mitochondrial dysfunction being like a root cause of so many diseases and illnesses and um, trying to fix that that mitochondrial or increase energy production being a, a key way to do that. And obviously this sounds like that's what we're trying to do with hyperbaric. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. I mean, between red light, between hyperbaric and using red light therapy, uh -huh the amount of mitochondrial, I guess, boost that you can get is, is phenomenal. That's, that's super cool. We're actually going to be rolling out a new product that you're, you're probably familiar with, um, hopefully in the next month or so, uh, methylene blue. I don't know if you've, if you've dabbled yep. a little bit in that, but, um, and another mm -hmm. mitochondrial booster, um, to our system. So, wow, yep. there's just like, multiple things that a person can be doing to, to enhance that uh, energy production in our systems. What do you got there? Methylene blue. There you go. Yeah. Just, just blue. Just blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously you're doing, uh, you're already doing that and you're helping your patients a little bit differently that way. I haven't really done much with patients. So okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just in my hands right now. <laughs> well, you know, it starts somewhere, you know, sometimes we've got to try it yeah. on ourselves before we feel comfortable rolling it out to patients too. Yeah. So cool. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. I did mention FDA approval. Is this an FDA approved um, treatment? So it is FDA approved for 14 or 13 or 14 different conditions, which are either life or limb threatening. So when we talk about FDA approval, and usually that turns into the insurance coverage piece of it, um, insurance will only cover those 13 or 14 approved conditions. And in the insurance world, there's, or in the hyperbaric world, there's hard shell chambers and there's soft shell chambers. Soft shell chambers are considered mild hyperbaric, and they go up to a pressure of 1.3 ATA. And hard shell chambers um, can go up to, um, three plus ATA. And in the insurance world, hyperbaric is considered to start at 1.4 ATA. So in insurance world, 1.3 ATA, which we have here is not even considered hyperbaric. So when it comes down to, you know, those 13 or 14 approved conditions, even if I had somebody here that may fall into that category, insurance won't even recognize 1.3 ATA as hyperbaric. So they don't cover any hyperbaric, even if it is a condition that would be suitable for insurance coverage. Okay, that that's answers another question as far as insurance coverage. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, at 1.3, you said ATA, what does that stand for? Atmospheric, um, like atmospheric pressure. Okay. So it's about 10 feet underwater. Okay, so do, um, is that a soft shell or a hard shell? Soft yes. shell. Yep, that's all. Do you ever, do you ever yep. perceive yourself getting a hard shell? I would like to. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know that there would be definitely benefit to it, um, but I also know that I can achieve greatness with a mild hyperbaric too. Okay. All right. That's good to, good to know. So um, a, a therapy session, correct? That's the correct terminology. 
-hmm. How long does one of those take? Um, so you're in the chamber um, anywhere. We do 60 minutes here, but anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes is the recommendation. Okay. What are patients able to uh, like read a book, listen to music? What can they do while they're in there? So we, we allow them to, if they want to read a book, um, we don't allow any electronics into the chamber just because, um, you know, pressure can affect them. And also I'm just the responsibility if something did happen, you know, I don't want to be responsible for something happening to a $1,200 phone or what, whatever it is. So they are allowed to, you know, read a book, um, take a nap. A lot of people just rest when they normally don't take naps during the day, but in the chamber, it's, it's a feeling like most people have a feeling of just complete relaxation. And until you experience it, it's hard to understand it. Mm -hmm. Like for myself, I, I don't have time to sit. I don't, I mean, I have, I have plenty of work to do, <laughs> but I could sit in there for two hours and be like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> two hours just passed. And I'm still sitting in here. <laughs> so it, it, if it can get me to sit, it must, it must work well. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So how long, you know, you, you get a, a therapy session done. How long does that last for? I mean, does it, is it a 10 hour thing? Is it a two week thing? What, what, what is the recommendation for repeat treatment? For various um like conditions, you mean? Yeah, just in general. What if what if somebody's coming there just to yep. create that part of their, you know, we're always looking for tools to improve our overall health. Whether, you know, like for me, I'm pretty mm -hmm. healthy to begin with. I don't, you know, like when I do a detox, I don't feel like this amazing, like life-changing experience. Like, but so I I if I wanted to like do a treatment once a month, is that is that enough or do how often would you recommend? Yep. So we get that question a lot, obviously. And, um, it comes down to one, what, what type of concerns are we trying to address? What is the goal of that patient? And then depending on what their condition is, what their goals are is going to determine what, what the, uh, therapy protocol is going to look like. So when we think about hyperbaric, um, the the important thing is doing, I mean, not just doing one session, because if if people don't have their foundation built up from what hyperbaric can do for them, they're they're not gonna likely see the benefit of one session. So if I had somebody who's never done hyperbaric and they wanted to come to the clinic and just do one session a week, I would I would not allow them to do that because I'm not gonna be able to help them the way that they're wanting to be helped. Mm -hmm. And if I can't help somebody, I'd rather have a chamber empty than somebody, you know, not getting that help. So it's a matter of getting a foundation built or at least getting the, the concern that they are here for resolved as much as we possibly can. So, you know, if we had a sprained ankle, we had a, maybe a post-surgical foot, knee, whatnot. I mean, 10 sessions might be all that, that they need. Now, if we have somebody who's had, you know, they're 60 years old, they've had a hard life they've, you know, they've just haven't taken care of themselves. Mm -hmm. When we think about, you know, how much damage and how many years have we been sick? How much damage have we done to ourselves? And for, you know, people to think that, you know, 10 hours can fix 60 years of damage. I mean, that's, 
that's not very, um, we can't do that in 10 hours. Just as a baby takes nine months to develop, it takes time for our tissues to repair, to rebuild, to change, for our body to build new blood vessels, which hyperbaric changes and rebuilds new circulation. You know, hyperbaric changes um, brain connections. It builds new nerve connections, brain connections. I mean, it can do so much to our body that until people realize it, it's hard to comprehend. So I recommend at least for patients who truly want to get their foundation built, a good 40-hour protocol. And that 40 hours is recommended to be done as quick as they're able to and come in as frequent as they're able to because getting exposed at higher oxygen, that is what your body needs to start that repair process. And so if people are coming once a week, you're not going to gain anything because it's just once a week, not a repetitive course. So so it just depends, you know, what what's the goal? What do you want to get improved with? And are you committed to doing what it needs to to get that foundation built? So can they do multiple sessions in a day? So we have had a patients do that. Um, they have to have at least a four-hour window between the two sessions. So we would do like one in the morning, one in the, you know, the last one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, that really helps knock out, you know, the sessions, the amount that they have to do. So your your 40-hour session, so obviously Monday through Friday, not the weekend. Or even if they do four days a four week. Four days a week. Okay. So you get that under yep. your belt for 10 weeks. Let's say their their condition's kind of under control. Then how often mm-hmm. for a maintenance would they be coming in at? So it depends, you know, what, do they have an autoimmune condition? How are they taking care of themselves? You know, some patients who don't really have autoimmune, they don't have anything that's a degenerative issue in their, in their body, you know, and they take good care of themselves. They might not be back. You know, it's hard to say because everybody's so independently different. Like maybe this changed their world Mm -hmm. and maybe they, they got some, I mean, for most people that want to do it, it's going to change our world to some degree significantly. But do they feel like at the end of that 40 hours and maybe 10 weeks after that 40 hours that they're still as good as they were when they did that initial 40? Possibly. Sure. I mean, not saying that this is something that people have to do ongoing for life. Okay. Um, so if maybe that patient wants to do once or twice a week. Um, so every patient's different as to how often they want to come back in, maybe for maintenance, and maybe they don't want to do maintenance. So it's just a matter of what do they feel is needed for their body and whether that's something that they want to do or not. Okay. I like that. I like the fact that, you know, we're, we're getting them to a certain level of better health, maybe them feeling better is making other lifestyle changes. Maybe they're able to exercise. Maybe all of a sudden they decide I need to start eating better because everything else is falling into place. So, so right. this is not um, exclusively, um, discounting other therapies or treatments that you're doing for them on top of it. Correct. Okay. All nope. right. So easily dovetails into any supplements or prescriptions that you might be trying to do for, for inflammation, hormone replacement, things like that. Correct. Yep. So, and hopefully they'll come off their prescription anti-inflammatories. I mean, that's, that's obviously the ultimate goal. Totally. Yeah. Right. Right. Get them off. Get them off. Mm-hmm. Not that, 
the anti-prescription pharmacist, but I kind of am. But yeah, there's a lot of um, if we can, if we can. I, I always tell people I'd rather sell you a dietary supplement than a prescription if that can get the job done. So, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. Um, the so the the next big question is going to be 40 sessions oh my gosh what's that going to run a person mm-hmm. so 40 sessions is um thirty six hundred dollars okay so roughly um is it 90 90 90 bucks a session So you've how many patients have you run through like a full protocol like that? Um, forty hours. Yeah. Um, I would say. I don't know that. Um, Just ballpark. Probably not as many as I want to. Patients usually do maybe ten or twenty and call it good. Okay. So I mean, we've definitely had. I would say. I mean, we've had patients in the chamber, like I said since last year, but I mean, I would say maybe I have 10 that have done a full 40. Okay. And some are on 120. I mean, some did close to a hundred ones in her what's 60th or 70th session. So you're, um, when you, when you say, you know, they're, they're following your treatment protocol, those ones that are fully committed are those you know, what is the satisfaction rate on those? I mean, do you, do you, are they totally satisfied? Are they like bought in? Are they, they're feeling amazing and they just are, they want to keep going. Right. So the ones that have, you know, gone beyond the, like say the 40 hour um, mark is, are those that, you know, one is a, a frostbite patient who see, has seen, significant results with her frostbite. Um, so she has continued until she can get the proper healing that she needs. Um, you know, another one was our Parkinson patient who seen great improvement, but needed more. Um, we have another gentleman who has a TBI and I mean, he's been doing hyperbaric now for quite a number of months and he just feels like that makes a world of difference in his life. So so when, you know, when those that have been committed beyond that 40 have a true need and see the true results of continuing and like with them, if they were to stop, they have seen a little bit regression, mm-hmm. but for my frostbite patient, she just knows she has to keep going because she doesn't want to lose her fingers. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's very much a unique uh, experience across the board. So right, that's, that's amazing. So any side effects with um, hyperbaric so the worst thing that can happen is um, people get ear pain and a potential for um, like a ruptured eardrum so we are very very meticulous when it comes to patients especially their first time first couple times and we need to let everybody know that that enters the chamber that there's one rule in the chamber and that is to never pain in the ear, any type of ear pain is never, never, never allowed. So, you know, pressure is fine. Pain is not. So if if they're having pain, you know, we sometimes just have to get them out. Sometimes we can, you know, cut back on the pressure a bit and then slowly 
work our way back up to um, try to get them up to the four PSI. Um, but sometimes we've had a few patients who just couldn't handle it and they just can't be a hyperbaric candidate if they can't clear their ears. So beyond that, um, you know, maybe some sinus pressure pain, but you will, you know, never feel pressure on your body. So it's just like you're in an airplane. Um, otherwise side effects, you know, for some people, I mean, some people can get out of the chamber that very first time and be like, oh my goodness, like this doesn't hurt. This doesn't hurt. Now, somebody like you, if you did hyperbaric, I would assume you probably wouldn't feel much of anything for quite some time because you don't have a lot of stuff going on internally, you know, that you need to kind of work on. So everybody's so different in that regard, but some people might feel more tired. Some people might feel a little bit worse right away before they feel better because everybody reacts so differently to, to everything that's going on in their system and the changes that are happening. So it's just a matter of taking each patient, you know, concern and trying to decide, is it hyperbaric? Is something else going on? Because everybody is just so sure. different. Yeah. So in your clinic, do you have these chambers like individual rooms or are they all in one big room or how are they set up? At this time, they're in each an individual room. However, we, we have a room um, that we have created now um, that we're still in the process of being finalized where we're going to hopefully have all chambers in one okay. room. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So do you see yourself yeah. having at one point like 10 or 15 chambers just <laughs> going crazy? Or? I mean, ideally, that'd be awesome, but I, I don't I don't anticipate that many here in my clinic, sure. but like, I don't you, know. You, 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 they're portable, right? They're soft shells. So you move them and mm -hmm. you've taken them out and about, right? You've taken them to your hometown. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's yep. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I took two chambers um, back to my hometown and we did, I had six patients who did nine hours of hyperbaric from a Wednesday evening to a um, Saturday at one o'clock and they loved it. They want to know when I'm coming back. And I mean, the improvement that they seen in nine hours, it, it's just so awesome. Oh, oh. So are, am, so now I'm, I'm a practitioner, obviously a pharmacist. And would I be able to incorporate this into my pharmacy or do I need to be a nurse practitioner, PA, MD? What do I, what would I have to do? Um, well, you can't prescribe oxygen. I can't. Because you're not a prescriber. I can't what? Prescribe okay. oxygen. Oxygen is a drug. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so. So according to the rules. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do hyperbaric without added oxygen. But. You, you can't, um, so added oxygen, I mean by concentrator, like having an oxygen mask on while in the chamber, um, which all our patients, pretty much all our patients do. Um, it just gives way more added benefit. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to have a prescriber to write the prescription for so-and-so to do, to use oxygen. Got it. Yikes. Well, yep. Something to work on, work toward anyway, huh? Yeah. Well, you got anything else to add to about hyperbaric? I mean, you got any like huge success stories that you want to share with us before we wrap this up? 
boy, I could, I could probably talk to you a couple <laughs> hours about that. What's your most um, significant one that you're like, wow, this one is just like unbelievable. I have that. That's a hard one, but I, I guess I would probably say more recently our frostbite patient. So tell me a little bit. So she came to me. How that came about. Yeah. So she came to me on January 18th and um, she had, I think uh, around the um, new year's day timeframe, she had noticed that her fingers were sore and painful. And by the time she got to me, she had been to see cardiology and she had seen some specialty already. But by the time she got to me on January 18th, I mean, she had a number of her fingertips were black, like black, black, black. And um, that was, I believe that was a Wednesday. Um, so we got her, we had an opening that day. So I put her in the chamber Wednesday. She came back Thursday for a session on Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Um, and in a 24 hour time span, pictures of the first day before hyperbaric the after the third session on that following day you would not believe without looking at the pictures the difference of her hand color on her you know prior to hyperbaric she was reddish purplish um obviously black and after hyperbaric like 24 hours later her hand was soft pink wow there wasn't any reddish purplish anything in her hand obviously yes her fingertips were still black and um throughout i mean she, she's d done hyperbaric since january 18th is when she started and i mean the improvement that this woman has seen in her fingers i mean she now just has very little um little bit um still that needs to heal in the tips of a few fingers mm -hmm. but the black is gone I mean, it's absolutely amazing. I I did not believe that she could go from where she was when I first seen her to where she is today. Wow. It's just it's just absolutely amazing. So so, so any of you know you the I think you mentioned FDA approved um treatments, wound care, correct? Huge right. huge market for wound care with that, huh? Right. Yep. But again, unfortunately, the soft shell wouldn't even be considered hyperbaric yeah. in the insurance world. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and I guess another one, a gentleman, um, 50 some year old gentleman who had hip surgery in 21, he had a right hip repair. Um, and that was a pretty horrible recovery. I think he's about 19 days where he was just pretty miserable and not really doing much. Um, so he had a, his hip, his left hip done on May 15th. And we currently have a promotion surgical promotional package going on with doing 10 sessions of of hyperbaric and then taking a red light therapy pad home during that um that 10 session of hyperbaric protocol so they can kind of get both the red light and hyperbaric for their post-operative care and um so he had surgery may 15th he was in the chamber by may 16th and the week later he um sent me a picture through our portal of him at the gym on an exercise bike after having a hip repair on the left. And then um, the day after Memorial Day, he um, he's a FedEx driver and he did a full route, like 15, eight, whatever, how many days it was after his total left hip repair. Wow. On May 15th, he had surgery and said, what, the 29th or whenever that was, May, 
after Memorial Day, he did a full route. Incredible. Yep. Yeah. And he said the recovery was. What would be the normal recovery time? Well, I mean, for him, he had said, you know, his previous surgery was like 19 days before he even had much for pain relief and able to really do much all with that with that hip. Wow. So this is second hip, first hip, 19 days till pain relief. This hip, 14 days back to work, full route. Right. And I want to say by the end of either that first week or early next, the following week um, of doing hyperbaric, he was not even taking any pain pills anymore. Wow. That's incredible. And he, he, he's a huge believer, obviously, now. I mean, when you have one, we had a previous hip to this hip, and it's a true comparison. It's it's huge. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess those are two of our more current big success stories. You're doing amazing things up in Minot. Super proud of you and your practice, and how you've Thank grown you. and evolved, and um, just fun to see that uh, that area has providers like yourself that are willing to for different mm -hmm. treatments to help their patients. So thank yeah. you. And if anybody's interested in, um, I guess, learning more about hyperbaric or doing a consult, you know, to set up a visit, um, just call the clinic and we can get you the proper forms. And then um, once we get, um, once we get all the paperwork back, we can set up that consultation. And, and just so patients are aware, um, I haven't really done much on advertising this, but um, you know, anybody, can do um, if they're interested, you know, getting a in-home either rental chamber, in-home chamber to purchase. So those are things that you know we can offer as well to people, especially that don't live here in town that can't afford to get here and do their you know do the sessions. But so eventually here we're going to be doing more outreach to other communities to try to get more people involved and aware of what what hyperbaric can do. So what uh, what's your website and how do they reach you via phone? Um, so our website is, is www.minothealthclinic.com. There's not much on hyperbaric on our web page. So I would say, um, probably just going either to our Facebook page or, um, calling the clinic at 701-837-1551. Perfect. Or you could e email us at minothealthoffice at gmail.com. Perfect. Now we've got ways to get a hold of you. Trisha, yeah. thanks. This is a lot. This is a lot of fun, as always. Um, appreciate you taking the time to visit with me and and share what uh, um, just another form of therapy that people can can utilize to get themselves to the optimal use. So, thank you. Yeah, thank so you. If you made it this far into the podcast, your reward is twenty five percent off a supplement of your choice using the code Trisha Fenner Podcast. And that's for telephone and in-person uh, orders at the pharmacy only. Um, thanks again. I, I appreciate the time and, and you sharing your knowledge and your passion on ways that you're helping your, your patients differently. So, um, and as always, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.